Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Welcome to Spotlight this morning. I was just listening to my intro again, listening to uh, what the fascinating minds of today have to say. Today, we've got a couple fascinating minds uh, joining us, one person live in studio and one person calling in from Encinitas, California. Uh, Both of these gentlemen have just been a stellar example to me of connecting from the heart. And of course, when it comes to business, we know that uh, you need relationships, you need connections, you need people in order to grow your business. And when it comes to your personal life, one of my favorite sayings is, you know, at the end of the day, when you have nothing left at all, you have your relationships and your integrity. So relationships are are something that are really important to me. Um, Here joining today in studio with me today is Robert Morales. Robert, so glad to have you here today in studio. Hello. Robert uh, Robert lives here in uh, Phoenix. He's a fellow Phoenician. Is that what we call ourselves? I don't. I don't um, know. Phoenician. I'm from Mesa. Uh, oh, Mesian. Could, could be something. Mesian. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm actually official now. I actually exchanged my Idaho license for a Arizona driver's license last week. So I'm actually officially here, Arizona, Phoenix area. Uh, Robert, I met you a while ago and mm-hmm. uh, actually went to a networking event that you had and was just really impressed with your ability to connect with people. And you have quite a fascinating story, which I'm excited to share with everybody that's listening today. But very first thing that I always give an opportunity for all of my oh guests boy. to do is to brag about themselves. And I gave you a warning on this, right? Uh, no, but... Oh, well, okay. I thought <laughs> I, Maybe I thought I did, but I, I do. I, I give you an opportunity to brag about yourself. I want you to uh, let us know what some of your biggest accomplishments are and some of the things that you are most proud of in your life. Uh, the challenging thing for me is that I'm not a braggart, so it's really hard to really focus in on me when I'm always kind of giving. Um, the biggest accomplishments, there's a couple. You know, I don't really see them as accomplishments. I see them as like you know blips on the journey. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I did CPS or child welfare for about ten years. Yeah. Um, some of the other things, uh, this network, uh, real estate, just. It's real hard. <laughs> I know it is hard to brag about yourself, but um, just because I know a little bit about you, I'm gonna I'm gonna help you out here. Oh I'm, I'm a giver too. You know, I always feel a little bit awkward bragging about myself, but uh, you actually were able to to help a lot of people during your journey in CPS. You learned a lot of things. Um, that's not an easy thing to do to uh, work in child protective services to go into a family's home and yeah. and help with that situation and be an advocate for both the family and the child in a very uh, extreme situation. But you actually learned some pretty uh, remarkable skills in that situation that are now helping you with networking today. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean the emotion that people have, that that core emotion, those those feelings of um, fear, uh, of pain, of love. You know, you you really see that when you remove a child from a home. Yeah, you, you really see kind of the the connection that people have, a very raw connection. Yeah. And so you always have to take that into account when it comes to people. And um, I don't I don't think people normally experience that. Yeah, you know, when you see a child and you remove them. You know, physically from a parent's arms, knowing or the parent not knowing where that child's going to end up. Yeah, that's that's significant. And, and in most cases, I don't know where that child's going to end up. Yeah, you know, we take them into custody, and um, before I don't do that anymore. Yeah. So we would uh, place them in foster care, and it would be sometimes hours before we even knew which home they were going to. Wow, I I, I can only imagine. I grew up with a lot of foster brothers and sisters, and I'd, I'd like to come back to that here in a moment. Oh boy. Um, w- 
But you also now have a networking group. Correct. The name of your networking group is? The Morales Business Network. And you uh, you regularly have get-togethers with um, pretty successful people in the Phoenix area who like to network and connect with each other so they can build partnerships, relate to one another, surround themselves with like-minded people. Correct. Correct. Good. Well, good. Well, I, I'd say that those are some pretty good accomplishments. <laughs> I know you have a few others, but we'll we'll let you off the hook now. I know you are uncomfortable with bragging about yourself. Most of us are. Uh, Carlos, are you there? We had Carlos on. Is Carlos still there? Yep. Oh, here. hey, Carlos. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have Carlos joining us from Encinitas today. And Carlos, help me say your name right. Is it Caparis? Did I say it right? Copara. 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 Okay. Carlos Copara. Um, and Carlos, you, I actually met you a while ago at a networking event. We're talking all about connecting and networking today. And your story intrigued me. Uh, very fascinating uh, because you actually worked for quite a large company and uh, left that job to really follow your heart and your passion, can make those connections that were more meaningful to you. Um, and you actually own a branding agency right now and uh, are helping a lot of people be able to successfully brand their businesses. So now it's your turn to, to brag, Carlos. Absolutely, that is correct. I, I did leave the whole corporate world into this entrepreneurship journey that I call it. Uh, so bragging about myself, I, I have 15 years of experience. Uh, been building brands as early as when I was 18. Mm -hmm. I helped my family business brand uh, a few restaurants. One of the more successful one was a half a million dollar revenue generating hole in the wall Peruvian restaurant. So, you know, just getting into college, I was already looking at business and working with consultants and branding, uh, you know, a local business. Mm -hmm. So been in the game for 15 years, uh, was already freelancing and working through college worked for a variety of design studios, uh, then immediately kind of progressed into corporate culture where I started you know, consulting and designing and working with brands, like global brands. And that manifested in the form of seeing my work currently right now in probably every major retail store across the country and high-end, uh, you know, cosmetic and malls and global companies all around the world so it's a trip to see my work in uh in every mall in the country so hold on so um, hold on so, if i go down to the mall right now <laughs> and i walk in and i'm walking through some of the artwork that i see there in the mall around uh the different uh w what departments makeup yeah, so makeup. you would go to ulta or you oh, would go okay. to sephora or yeah. you would go to like saxmith Mm -hmm. Whether it's apparel companies like uh, Lucky Brand or Guess or Urban Decay, like high fashion brands, Costco, yeah, like all these crazy retail monsters and, and cosmetic conglomerates, uh, L'Oreal. So yeah, I think that when you work for a design studio, you work for various brands. Mm -hmm. So you you immediately have a, a strong sense of design. So that's my background is a lot of creativity. Right. Well, I love that. And and so, but you actually worked in corporate world and you left and now you are working with individuals in branding. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. So I left to pursue a more independent route uh, mm -hmm. because as a creative, I just was, I, I knew that that wasn't my full potential. So I had this calling 
or what can I create out on my own and how can I do it in my own way and really push the envelope of the quality of my work and, and you know, raise the caliber. So yeah, I went out into this entrepreneurship journey and to do it independently. And that had its own set of challenges in the first couple of years, like any business. But as I stepped into more of myself and, and who I was and just, and showed the world that, showed my audience that, business just became, uh, it felt more natural. And, and my own, I started to connect more with, with my own people that, you know, like my style of yeah. lifestyle and style of work. And that has helped me brand people, uh, specifically experts and influencers that uh, really appreciate that, that type of work. It's very strategic and very creative, and it's a lot of fun. Well, I love that. And, you know, one, one thing that I'm already pulling, one golden nugget from your journey here is, uh, <laughs> is something I like to call the pivot. And, Robert, I'm sure you've seen this before. You've had some pivots in your own business before. But oh, absolutely. I, I have a great client. Her name's Katrina McGee, and uh, she helps women determine, you know, whether they uh, want to climb the corporate ladder or whether they're going to make these these crucial pivots in their life. And I think all of us get to a point in our life and our, our business where we look and we're like, are we really happy? Are we really doing what fulfills us? Are we really using our passions, our gifts, our experiences, our talents to the best of our ability and um, and helping and serving the world? And um, and sometimes we aren't. We really have to take a hard look at that and say, okay, what pivot do I need to make in my life? So Carlos, when you were at this point in your life, what was what was the crucial thing that uh, caused you to have that pivot or that shift? Was there one singular moment where you said, okay, I'm really not happy in doing what I'm doing? Because it sounds like you were pretty successful at what you were doing. What, what happened to create the shift in you? I started reading a lot of like self-development books. Mm -hmm. And then all it took was one book that pointed out assess your whole day and how much energy you're devoting to other people and how much energy you're devoting to building what you want to build in your life. So you mean that, by other people, you mean like working for other people or taking your energy and talents to helping them progress or, or explain that a little bit more. So how much are you working on yourself mm, versus okay. how much are you working for others? Okay. And once I, once I looked like, wow, like I spend the majority of my time building other people's dreams and really, you know, creating design work for companies and for everyone else, but I wasn't spending time on my, my own development. Mm -hmm. That's what made me shift into a holy crap. Like I've been doing this for 10 years, like just devoting all my energy into all these other channels besides my own self and building the life that I want in life. So kind of living life on my own terms. Yeah. That's what really helped me spawn like the whole pivot behind I need to I need to create some shift here. Yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, Robert, what are your thoughts on that? Um, as far as like for my journey too, it, it's been more of a uh, more of a tangible thing. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was uh, going through CPS, there was some turmoil going on in the department. So, yeah, having those transitions sometimes you're you choose upon, and sometimes they're forced upon you. Yeah. And and I think the universe, there's two different worlds we live in. The very tangible one, where we're present, we have choice, we can manipulate and change our perspective or change our outcome. But then there's a very untangible world, the universe that 
you know, compels us and pushes us to a certain point that yeah kind of like that where one one door opens another one opens or where one window closes a door opens i mean there's a whole bunch of ways to yeah. say that but uh yeah I, I think that's a good point i think sometimes we are being guided or, or kind of directed in in certain directions or maybe it's just you know i mean to be realistic maybe something bad <laughs> happens and we just have to figure out a way around that you know um, yeah. but but very very interesting carlos do you remember what the name of that book was that you were reading that changed your change your life and help you make that pivot in your business? You know, I, I can't, but I, that surfaced through multiple books. Yeah. It, it kept, it kept surfacing. Like how much are you working on yourself? Yeah. You kind of noticed. And, this then, and then I made that. So I can't pinpoint one specific book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, very interesting. And Robert, I want to shift back to you now and ask you a couple of questions uh, about your choices and how you ended up to where you are today. Why networking? I mean, y- you went from CPS, here you are, you know, uh, <laughs> removing, you know, children from their homes, obviously, you know, not by your choice, but because of circumstances and, and uh, dealing with that to now having networking groups where you're helping business owners and entrepreneurs meet and grow their business. Uh, what, what happened in between? that <laughs> what was your what was your moment where you're like okay I've got to do networking well and, and it like I said it's uh it's there's two worlds we live upon there's yeah. the physical one which we have a tangible mm-hmm. we can manipulate and change but then there's the universal one right you know it's never the universe gives you two doors to walk through it gives you one door and sometimes over and over again and you have the choice whether or not you want to walk through it so the the, the pivotal moment I think for for me was um, or at least the the baseline in, in mm-hmm. connecting uh, people through CPS is connecting people through life, you right. know. And so when you see raw human emotion, when you see like the the real core of who people are, you know that they're yearning for just basic connections. Whether it's in CPS, they feel lost. They feel like uh, uh, they 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 go to drugs. They go to domestic violence. They they choose these alternative things to resolve those inner conflicts. And when I was through there, I tried to give them value in discovering themselves. Mm-hmm. Much, uh, much like uh, we're talking about, and try to and try to explore that. Try to have them uh, feel safe and not judged, so yeah. that they can discover themselves and build upon themselves, so that they're stronger not for just themselves but for their children in that in that capacity. And that just transitioned over to to real estate, helping people connect with houses. And then I'm like, you know what? I need to create more of a business for myself. I need more of a referral base and. For some reason, this social work filter always sends to get involved in everything I do. Mm-hmm. So the social work part just kind of continued on t- to networking and connecting people. Yeah, you know, so uh, so much of it is that we yearn for human connections. We see it on Instagram, we see it on Facebook. We yearn for those connections, and, and more and more, we're separating ourselves by technology. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. I'm reading this book. Uh, I think it's called Surviving the Wilderness, or Braving the Wilderness, Braving the Wilderness. It's by Brene Brown. And she's just a phenomenal individual. Are you familiar with her? Brene Brown. Yeah, she's 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 awesome. Uh, one of the things she talks about there today is that really, uh, if you look in the world, we're less alone than ever. Meaning that we have more opportunities to surround ourselves with people and connections and communities and and uh, correspondence than ever before. However, research shows that as a society, more people feel lonely than ever. Yeah. And, you know, that's really interesting to me. And one of the things I like about what you're doing, and Carlos, I think you're bringing this in through your branding as well. I'd like you to weigh in on this in a moment. One of the things that was just so Mm -hmm. fascinating that Brene brought up in this book is that 
we tend to separate ourselves now more than ever as well. And the reason why is because we can surround ourselves with people and with media that purely support our opinions and our stance in life. We have now different news stations that are very tailored towards specific groups of people. Mm-hmm. We can decide you know, what, who, who we want to be friends with on Facebook and who we don't want to be friends with. We can decide you know, what we listen to, what we look at, what we watch. Whereas, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, we, we couldn't do that. I mean, there was one, you know, news source and they they uh, reported on everything. There were the people in our community and that's how we connected. Um, so it's interesting because her point was we surround ourselves now with people that validate our opinion alone. And sometimes when we connect with people in person that don't automatically agree with us or validate our opinion, we feel like they're against us. Well, they aren't on our team. And uh, Brene brings up an interesting point in her book where she said she had people um, actually during the last election that would reach out to her and wives would say, well, I'm not talking to my husband because he voted for Trump and I want <laughs> Hillary and, uh, it, you know, or, or daughters that weren't talking to their fathers or whatever it is. And she's like, OK, well, it's OK to disagree, but I, I want you to think about this when you're sick, dying, you know, uh, in your bed. Is Trump going to come take care of you? <laughs> you know, who's going to who's going to watch your kids when you have that doctor's appointment? You know, is uh, Hillary Clinton going to come and babysit your kids? And so her whole point was is that sometimes we get so stubborn and tend to surround ourselves only with people that validate our opinions and we fail to connect with people because we feel like they don't totally validate us. So, um, Carlos, what are your thoughts on that? Wow, that's interesting. Um, I think the, cl- the, the further that we, we disconnect and the, fur- the further that we personally separate ourselves mm-hmm. from everything that is, we're literally just for stepping away from our own nature. Yeah. So as, as our own, like person, person on a personal level, as we start to split up into smaller groups and smaller groups, it's easy to lose sight of the bigger collective life force that is happening. Yeah. Like, you know, in in a community, in a country, in a state, in or, in an organization, in a brand, in a business, in an individual. Once you lose sight of this holistic flow or, or energy, you start to see how it all works together and what the potential of what it can create. Yeah, so and you know, it's, this, oh, sorry, it's the separation that brings us down. Well, and I'm, I'm interested, when we come back from uh, break, I want to hear Robert's final thoughts, and we're going to go to break. When we come back from break, I want to hear your perspective on this when it comes to branding, because I think one of the biggest challenges today is a lot of people feel like in their branding, well, we have to reach everybody, <laughs> but or, or they get too exclusive <laughs> in their branding, and they're, they're too exclusive. So I think there's a balance between trying to appease everybody, because you really, you can't, and, and really alienating or separating yourself. So... That's really interesting. I want to hear your thoughts on branding when we come back on that. But Robert, what are your final thoughts, your final weigh-ins on on separating ourselves as a, as a people and, and feeling to really connect with people who may have differing opinions? Us? Well, what I've known and what I've experienced is that people yearn to just be themselves yeah. and not be judged by being themselves. Good point. And so I've known that from the very beginning when I did investigations. So allowing people to speak freely and, and not be not feel like they're being judged or criticized, they tend to open up and they tend to be themselves. And so they tend to disclose during an investigation more than they probably should, but that they feel comfortable with somebody to do that. 
they don't trust people outside of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why people have a hard time out of social media to uh, really connect with others because they don't trust anybody else outside themselves. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. And when we get into this judgmental uh, state or phase, you know, when when we're feeling like we're being judged, you're right. We fail to really disclose or open up or express how we're feeling. Um, so yeah, really fascinating, really fascinating. So what I want to hear from you coming up at this next segment is how do you really connect with people without judgment? How do you go into a situation, connect with somebody that you maybe don't agree with or maybe has differing opinions than you and and make that connection valid? And uh, so when we come back, Stay we're going to hear more from Robert, <laughs> more from Carlos. Uh, Robert, of course, expert on networking and Carlos, an expert on branding, on how to create a brand and connect with people really from from the heart. Uh, I'm Allison H. Larson, and we'll be right back. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Listen for In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt, international media celebrity, supermodel, and renowned beauty and lifestyle expert, as well as founder and CEO of Envelop Her, multimedia platform for women, and sought-after inspirational speaker on women's issues. You'll connect with Clarissa's super influencer celebrity friends and experts as they speak about health, wealth, beauty, lifestyle, business, the love of giving, and the love of living a model life. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to The Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. 
Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Good morning. If you're just joining us, today's show is all about connecting from the heart. I brought two experts in, uh, two individuals that I really admire their ability to connect from the heart. Uh, Carlos Capara is joining us from Encinitas, California, and he is an expert at branding. He's worked with some major, major brands. I mean, you walk into a department store in Ulta, you're going to see his work. Um, but he he made a pivotal shift in his life uh, to go from working uh, at, at, at some major major places to now working on his own, creating his own business and branding for individuals. And uh, Carlos, you've given us some some great thoughts and theories so far on connecting and how to reach and relate to more people. And then, of course, we have Robert Morales joining us live in studio today. Robert has a social work degree. He's uh, worked in child protective services for years, really got to understand the inner workings of the human mind and emotions. And now he's using what he learned. He used it in real estate. Now he's using it for networking and helping people to connect. So we've been having a great discussion, uh, Robert and Carlos, on uh, connecting and and how to to really, uh, you know, how maybe we've isolated ourselves as a society. But what does this all mean when it comes down to it? We can talk a lot about it. We can think a lot about it. We can, you know, uh, I, I don't know, conceptualize all day. But when it comes down to concrete things, what can we actually do to help grow our business, reach more people, and make more meaningful connections? So, uh, Robert, what are your top tips for helping people to really connect with other human beings when they're networking and looking to grow their business. And so the very first thing is listen. And that comes from old school Dale Carnegie. If you haven't read the book, I would suggest getting it. Um, that's the first tangible thing I think you, that anybody needs to do as far as uh, trying to understand how to connect with people is, is listening. But it's also setting aside your own selfish thoughts. You know, and, and many times and in many discussions, I'm guilty of it too, is when somebody has an opinion or has uh, experience they're trying to share with you, you're thinking about your own thoughts and your own, your retort or your response and not really listening to the other person. So that's a challenge for anybody. Well, and I think especially in business it's a challenge because I see this happen all the time and tell me if, if you see this too. I'm at a networking event, somebody's talking and you see the other person listening, but they keep interrupting and, and they keep saying things about their business and yeah. how their business is gonna help this person. I mean, how do you get over that? Because when you're networking, you're there in your business, you're looking for people specifically to help you grow your business. How do you let go of those thoughts and just really listen to somebody? Because I see what you're saying and it's not very effective, but but how do you do that? Um, well, for my networking events, it's, it's a lot of behind the scenes work, mm -hmm. you know? So you, you tend to have uh, listening parties or people that, that come together when there's collaboration, when there's a common task involved. So you'll, you'll tend to see some of that in, in some of the group meetings that we do have. This last one, we had these uh, games that we were playing and they were all task driven and they, as a group, had to collaborate. Mm -hmm. So they set aside all their agendas and conquered one issue at a time together in harmony. So a lot of that, a lot of the, the pre-work is in contacting individuals and letting them know and, and uh, prefacing them what this group is about and what they need to do. 
Yeah, you know, I had a, a thought as you were talking about that. So I know a lot of people listen um, after the show is recorded, but for those of you that are listening live or if you're listening uh, to the recorded show later today is uh, 9-11. Yeah. And um, and as you were talking, you know, I did, was doing some reading on 9-11. I recently had an opportunity to go and visit Ground Zero. And, of course, we're always going to remember that day and where we were. And one of the things, the quotes that I read in regards to 9-11 was, it was during this this catastrophe and this disaster that people had to come together. They had to collaborate. They worked together. It didn't matter what religion you are, what gender you were, what uh, race you were. It didn't matter your political beliefs. Nothing mattered um, other than collaborating and coming together uh, and working together to to solve the problem and then afterwards to come together as a nation to support each other. And I thought, sometimes it takes tragedies like that for us to really learn how to collaborate and see past our own stubbornness and our own opinions and our own agendas. Um, but what if we could do that all the time? And I think what you're describing is is beautiful. If we could be in that state of mind of how can we collaborate and grow and create better communities in a better world instead of just selfishly thinking about our own agendas all the time. That's correct. I mean, most of the time when people attend, they don't realize that. Yeah. They don't see that. And so it's kind of nice because uh, people are, are typically open because they, they want, they yearn for these connections. Yeah. Like I said, you see it very much so on Facebook. They yearn for to, to be involved, to feel important in somebody else's life. Yeah. And well, so and, and collaborate, collaborative efforts are great for that because right. you, you are important. Everybody on the team is important. I really love that. Thank you, Robert. Uh, Carlos, what are your what are your actionable steps? I mean, when it comes to branding and really reaching people and connecting with people um, on a level that's going to help you grow your brand, how do you do that? So I, I love I love what Robert's explaining about the listening part and really receiving and collaborating and that, and that synergy is fundamental for people you know letting their guards down and to just to connect. Um, I think the biggest responsibility for a brand is to express itself. Mm-hmm. You know that's its very nature and that's its marketing, its own identity, its personality. But as you said, like we're dividing in so many different cultures, it's important to to keep in mind that different cultures, demographics, audiences speak in different languages. So if you want to be a really powerful connector and have a strong brand, first, I would really listen and and try to present what you have to offer in terms of your messaging through the language that your audience, your culture is using. But first you have to pinpoint and understand and really go down to their level and immerse yourself in that world and study the language that they're using. So how so do you, you have to commit to, to an audience first? How do you do that? Um, you know, I, I love that idea and I love uh, it, that both of you are really talking about listening, but how do you do that? I mean, what are the action steps you take to really listen and understand your audience? Because if you do have a brand, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this a little bit broader because I think whether you own a business or you are an individual, you are, in essence, are your own brand, right? <laughs> in order to, yeah. to connect and reach people, you do have to listen and understand them. But when you're, when you're a corporation, when you're a company um, or an individual, how do you really get to understand and listen to uh, the people who you will be serving? Well, First, you have to pinpoint and commit to their biggest problems that they have. So you have to see the correlations of, 
out of the hundred problems your your audience is struggling with, mm-hmm. what are the the highest level issues that they're encountering, and then speak through that struggle. So, what do you mean? Explain. Speak through the struggle. So, different audiences will struggle with different things. You know, if if I'm helping uh, brand people in their 30s or 40s, they may feel disconnected with the whole technological world. Mm. So that's their biggest struggle. So once I understand and I present my my language and my offering from that from from um, from that foundation of bridging that and being a, a bridge and gapping that, then they will understand that. So I would say it comes from listening to what's their, and, and committing to what's their biggest struggle, and then building your whole organization around solving and being that solution to that struggle, whether it's one struggle or several struggles, um, and then presenting it in their language and seeing it from their perspective. So basically immerse yourself in their whole world yeah, and study that that psychology of what they're going through. Well, and, and Robert, I'd love to hear you weigh in on this too. I know you have a background in social work. One of the things that I was taught, I was actually, I don't know if I told you this. I think I did tell you this, that I was like a, very close to getting my degree in social work, ended up not <laughs> doing that, but went through all the classes, all the study. And one of the things that I learned, and, and this is bringing back to what you're saying too, Carlos, is this idea of NLP and putting yourself really, um, placing yourself objectively into a situation to try and understand somebody, asking yourself the questions in any kind of relationship. What is this person's, what are their biggest fears? What are their greatest accomplishments? What um, makes them sad? What makes them happy? You know, just really understanding the other person. And something a a mentor of mine brought into light recently, and I, I think this was brilliant, he said, you know, Allison, so often when we're young, we're taught to have compassion. We're taught, hey, how would you feel if someone stole your toy? Or how would you feel if you were in this situation? And I think that does teach great compassion, but there's a, a flaw with that and there's a problem with that. Not everybody's going to feel the same way I feel in a situation. Yeah. So sometimes I think we project what we think other people are feeling based on how we feel and we don't take the time to understand that, you know, that they might actually feel differently in that situation. So what do you think, Robert? I think that journey is more about intent. Mm-hmm. You know, you really have to have a sense of self-reflection and look at what your mm-hmm. intent is. So in starting the business network, I've been challenged as far as making money because my intent was to establish relationships, which yeah. that I have a lot and of. And that is a problem in business. <laughs> That's a very common problem. So in, in networking, <laughs> I have a tremendous network. Uh-huh. I have a, a lot of people. I have a lot of friendships and relationships. Yeah. And it's now the struggle is, well, how do I convert that to business? Because yeah. the filter has always been, my intent is to, is to form the relationship. And so in a way, it's like now I have to transition <laughs> that over to some sort of money-making system where I can kind of maintain that my business. Right. Well, you bring up a really good point, too, because all the time we hear, I was just listening to this motivational, uh, you know, um, I don't know, podcast this morning as I was running, you know, well, not podcast, you know how you go on YouTube and you type in inspirational videos, I don't know what to call it, but (laughs) I was listening to one of those inspirational videos today. I'm running on the treadmill and it's talking all about your why. What's your why? Your why has to drive your business. Your why has to be why you're in it. What is your why? And this guy's (laughs) yelling and getting me all motivated and, you know, going faster on the treadmill. I'm like, yeah, what's my why? But 
if we only focus on our why, we don't focus on what we're trying to accomplish or how we're going to monetize or make the money accomplishing that, I think that that can actually be a pitfall. Um, So how do you go from focusing on the why you are supposed to focus on other people, you are supposed to focus on their problems, you do want to make connections, but how do you focus on turning that into a sustainable business? What what have you come up with, Robert? Um, So... It, it's definitely shifted. So I, I those relationships that I've established now, I don't want to use those as part of that that uh, business mechanism. Mm-hmm. So now I'm reaching out to different corporation structures and different other businesses and charging them if they want to be part of this marketing advertising part of the company. Yeah. And so uh, that at least preserves, and this has been a journey for two years, trying to figure out how to monetize on relationships. Right. So um, I can still preserve the friendships and relationships I have. And on the other side, on the marketing side, which is you know why we've uh, started our own video production company and um, continue to advertise in our in our um, network, so that we can monetize on it, still maintain that sense of sincerity and and uh, continue our relationships. But it all, like I said, it all begins with intent. Mm-hmm. You know, and so your right. intent, if you focus it on that, it'll manifest in your actions and your outcomes. Right. Well, and I love that. And and when I think of intention, I really think uh, you know your intuition fuels your intention. And I think of a. Uh, uh, portion of Lewis and Carol's Alice in Wonderland, Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland, when Alice comes to a fork in the road, yeah. and she's trying to decide which way to go, and the Cheshire Cat appears, and she says, well, which way should I go? And he says, well, that depends on where you want to end up, and she's like, I don't know, it doesn't really matter. I'm totally paraphrasing here, if you can't tell. And uh, and he says, well, then, does it really matter which road you take? So you're right. If you want to do something, you need to have an end goal in mind. You ha- need to have an intention so that when you're presented with different opportunities uh, throughout the day or throughout the week, you know which one to take based on on, on your end goal and end game. I really like that. And, um, you know, I, I like what you're saying. I like being able to uh, think about another person, to think about their why, uh, to think about what is their, their biggest problems, their biggest challenges, and um, be able to answer that. And what I like about what you're saying, Robert, is that you are in in essence creating win-win situations and that's what i love to do and that's where i found that um, my best business and personal relationships uh, really thrive is when i'm thinking well how can i make it a win for both of us or how can i make it if there's three people how can i make it a win-win-win what does this person want and how can I help them get that? What do I want and how can they help me get that? And uh, and there's also this thing called karma. I'm sure you've heard of this, Carlos, but <laughs> I don't ever want to be in karmic debt. I don't ever want to give to somebody more than I receive because then that ends up creating uh, bitterness and resentment. So there has to be a win-win for everybody. Um, Carlos, what are your final thoughts or weigh-ins on that? Where we've almost have, It's almost break time, but love to hear your final thoughts on this. Uh, my final thoughts on the on the why. I'd love to expand on that a little bit. How to go beyond just your why? Do you can you do it in thirty seconds, or should we wait till after commercial? Uh, no, I think I think I, I could do it. So the why is mm-hmm. very it's self awareness, understanding you know what drives you and what moves you, but weighing that in with the market and what they what they need and what they're struggling with. Um, in the middle is a solution. And I think being able to go from, okay, I know my why to, okay, I have a product, a solution, a service that is of value to the marketplace based on a need, then Mm -hmm. that's when the market will reward you. The whole economy will reward you. When you frame your whole business around, I am the solution, um, this is how I'm, and and, and your messaging and everything. So very solution-based, that's that's how you can look at how you can be um, 
of service. Yeah, and that really is the win. That is the win in the situation. How can I solve your problem? Love that. When we come back, we're really going to drive this home. I have been formulating in my head some oh amazing boy. action steps that I'm going to take based on our conversation. I would like to hear your action steps, Robert and Carlos, uh, that you've taken or you're going to take after our conversation. Um, I Also, when we come back, we're going to find out um, more about Robert and Carlos, how you can get involved with them, how you can get a hold of them, how you can find out about them. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune into Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. If you want to join the ranks of the influencers, you've got to think like an influencer. How about joining one of the top influencers in the world, Leonard Kim, for Grow Your Influence Tree. Leonard and his guests discuss the topics that aspiring influencers need to know, from brand building to getting yourself published and growing your audience. There's a bunch of fun and even some twists involved to keep you on your toes. You just have to listen every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back to Spotlight. I have joining with me today Carlos Capara from Encinitas. Encinitas? I almost said Encinitas, but it's Encinitas. And Robert Morales, who's joining us right here live in the studio in Phoenix. And uh, so we've been having this great conversation. I think I've really gotten some good action steps that I'm going to take away. One of the, the things that I heard from our discussion so far is really listen to other people, figure out where they're coming from, what are their problems, and then figure out how you can be a solution to their problems. And this is something that I teach people quite often when it comes to networking is uh, is is you need to listen. I play a game with myself. I'll tell you what my <laughs> game is. And, um, and then I'll tell you what my action step is to take away from this. But the game I play with myself when I'm listening to somebody, whether I'm networking or it's a uh, somebody who may be a potential client or a potential partner in business, is I, I call it PEG. I PEG their potential. P-E-G. It's an acronym. I listen for what are they passionate about? 
What experience have they had that's led them to where they are today? And what are the gifts and talents, like one gift or talent that I noticed that they have? And I, before I will really extensively talk about myself, I have to know those three things about them. So I might ask them, well, what are you passionate about? Or they may just tell me in the natural course of the conversation uh, for their experience. I may say, well, what really led you to what you're doing today? Why are you doing this? And they'll usually share with me experience. And then I'm watching for some kind of gift they have. Maybe they have this amazing smile. Maybe they, you know, I noticed that when they walked in the room, they just really owned it. Uh, whatever that is, that gift, maybe they, they have great eye contact. I, I think in my head, okay, well, here's their passion, here's an experience, and here's the gift that they have. And so that I make sure I'm understanding where they're coming from before I even talk about myself. And then, of course, a great question, too, is what is the biggest challenge that you're experiencing in your business right now? And um, really listening to what that challenge is and figuring out if, if you can be the solution for that or not. Um, so those are things that I already do to help me with my networking and with my business. But one action step that I've taken away from our conversation that I think I would really like to do is is when I'm con connecting with somebody, I would also like to ask myself, well, what, what is their biggest fear or obstacle and uh, what would help them the most in their business? I think if I can ask myself those two questions as I'm talking to them, or maybe even go and write it down after I'm talking to them if I feel like it's a relationship I wanna pursue in business um, so I can really know where they're coming from and figure out how I can better relate to them and be their solution. So what is their biggest fear and what is the one thing that they really need to help them grow or uh, you know accomplish what they want to accomplish in their business so uh, thank you so much Robert and Carlos you've inspired that action in me today and uh, Robert I would love to for you to oh, share boy. with everybody how how they can find out more about you and and your networking group and how they can get a hold of you um, there's a couple different ways so um, actually attend one of our events um, our event uh, is coming up on October 12th it's a okay. Friday um, it's gonna be at 630 so uh, one way to experience us and is And that's here in Phoenix, right? Correct, here in Phoenix. So, okay. The venue hasn't been selected yet, but uh, if you get on Facebook, Morales B to B, so Morales letter B to number two B, uh, that's another way to get a hold of us. And then email me at uh, robert at moralesnetwork.org. And that's Morales, M-O-R-A-L-E-S, correct? Correct. All right, so uh, that's a way you can get a hold of Robert. And Robert, if somebody comes to your networking meetings, what's what's the 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 biggest benefit, do you think? What have you heard uh, feedback-wise? Why do people like to come? Um, the biggest thing is that they feel energized. They mm -hmm. feel this sense of like community and family, like like almost in, in good family situations that you're going mm -hmm. to like a backyard barbecue and you walk away feeling like you're part of something, a part of something more important than you. Um, and, that, and that's the feeling I want everybody to walk away with, mm -hmm. that, that they're connected with people and they don't know why. Yeah. They just feel it. You know, and in time they will discover why of themselves. But that's what this whole group is about, just self-discovery. You know, and that's what my whole life has been led led with. You know, when I was a little kid up on my grandma's roof staring up at the stars, I just wanted to figure out why. Mm -hmm. You know, back then it was about dinosaurs and aliens. <laughs> Today it's about trying to figure out what these emotions are all about. You yeah. know, and then hasn't stopped. Yeah, I really like that. So, uh, Robert, do you have any success stories? Um it's, it's hard to quantify success because there's so many things that are good and, and, and bad in everything. And when it comes to success, it's, I, I think the biggest thing for me is discovering that I'm still learning, mm -hmm. that I never should have stopped. And I've, I feel successful in the fact that I've been able to discover more and more and more about myself. 
and that's a continuous thing. So there's no real marker of success. Mm-hmm. It's the, you know you look back and you can kind of quantify things by hey I was successful here I was successful here, but the biggest success I think I have is that continual learning that no matter how much I learn there's still more to it. Yeah, you know, I love that. and no matter you no matter you have to make a decision on things uh, when it comes to how you feel and, and the direction you're going. But success is is I, I think more for the ego. You know, because you're you're constantly learning. You have to. You can't stop. Nature doesn't stop. Time doesn't stop. Neither should you. Mm-hmm. You know, you maybe take a pause and you know enjoy where you're at, but got to keep going at it. So, there's no real measure of success other than continuing and and just pushing forward and not letting anything hold you back. Yeah, it, there's a Benjamin Franklin quote. I'm probably going to slay it here, but he, he said, you know, most men die when they're 25 and are buried when they're 55 or 75 mm. maybe. That's what <laughs> it was, but you know, I think to your to your point, uh, I think that, you know, some of us say, well, that's it. That's it. We're 25 years old. That's it. This is as as much as I'm going to grow. I'm going to stay stagnant in my life. <laughs> so yeah, I finally I, got that position, <laughs> and I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm still alive. I'm still yeah. going. Somewhere. But I, I love love your idea of continuing to grow. Uh, so, Carlos, uh, what about you? How can people find out more about you? Uh, for myself, um, you could just go to my website, excelbranding.com, and take a look at my work. And I have some branding resources if you're interested in learning more about branding. The website is accelbranding.com, and then reach out to me there. Uh, I'm a visual identity expert, so I create a lot of the design and the the identity and the style on how a brand is presented and communicated. So uh, yeah, take a look at the portfolio, look at the caliber of work, and then yeah, we can have a discussion, reach out to me, and I always connect with uh, as many people as I can that are interested in that type of work. And from, from, from there, yeah, well, a and, relationship can, uh, can spark. I'm going to ask you a question, and um, I, think you'll, I think you'll understand what I'm asking, but why would somebody want to hire you um, and not somebody else? What makes you unique? Oh, I think, it's, I think it's easy is I can extract the creative aspect, the creative energy, and the visionary component mm-hmm. of what a business needs and also weigh that in with the strategic analytical business foundation. And those are two worlds that are often very disconnected, mm-hmm. left, left and right brain. I can, I can bridge that gap and have you a very strategic business that's very, you know, founded on a business solution, but also very creative. And if you look at the biggest brands, that's what they're doing is they're providing a vision and a lot of creative energy and merit. And yeah. that, that snowball of pulling that together and presenting it will make you stand out much further beyond everyone else that lacks that creativity. Great. Do you have a success story you want to share? Maybe a client you've worked with? Um, yeah, absolutely. Let's see. Probably. Okay, so I think after I worked with, with Urban Decay, they transitioned from they got acquired by L'Oreal and through that transition of being acquired they were competing and they were growing Um, but what I helped do through a lot of the design that I provided was really create consistency through all their product packaging Mm. and through the various creative departments that I worked in so it had a style and when you present consistency and an identity it really builds trust 
Yeah. And I think you'll see that in networking and connection. When people show up consistently in the same manner, it builds trust and it really ties it all in together. And so I help them create an identity and a voice and present it in an appealing visual manner, which is the most magnetic and fascinating thing about humans is when they have personality. Yeah. I, I love that. You really bring the brand to life. So, hey, there's uh, somebody here. Uh, Brian says, crush it, Carlos. Brian, I uh, can't read his name. Kividus uh, or something. <laughs> he's, say, he's saying on Facebook to crush it. So you're, you have some fans there, Carlos. <laughs> Just wanted to uh, nice. wanted to uh, let you know that. So, well, we're going to end today with with a couple of final thoughts, and we're really talking about connecting from the heart, uh, reaching people today. So I want you, uh, Carlos and Robert, to reach into your heart right now and uh, pull out that one last piece of information. If there's one thing that people could take away from you today and from the show, uh, what would that be, Robert? We'll start with you. Oh boy. Um, that despite where our position is and, and who we are, we're all the same people. We're all created equal. And just because we have titles, just because we have a position or, or perceivably success in cars, doesn't necessarily mean we're, we're all devoid of the same emotions. And that's the true connection between people, is understanding that when somebody loves at making a million dollars a year to somebody making you know $15 an hour, they love the same. And that's always going to be the connection between us all, is the emotion. So that, that, that supersedes race, religion, age, everything. We all experience the same things. I love it. Carlos? Well, for myself, you know, as you step into the responsibility of expressing your business, communicating, networking, connecting, it's, it all stems from the value that you have with yourself and from the relationship that you have based on the image that you have when you look in the mirror. So to create a really strong perception in the marketplace, to create, to be a really powerful source of light, sometimes we look externally. I think it's the more inward that you can go and really assess how much you love yourself and what is truly the image that you have of yourself, mm -hmm. you're going to be able to, from that contraction, expand outwards in a much more powerful source when you improve how much you love yourself Yeah. and really, really study that continually. I like that. And I think a lot of times as business owners, we get so focused on our business that we forget to focus on ourselves. Well, my major, major takeaway today uh, is, is really just to, to listen. Uh, to people and that is going to be my last piece of advice if you do one thing today just take the time to listen to somebody uh, maybe somebody in business maybe it's somebody in your life that you love just really take the time to listen to them and to understand where they're coming from what are their greatest challenges what are their biggest problems and what are the things that they want in life uh, and what do they need to feel loved and successful I'm Allison H. Larson. You've been listening to Spotlight. Joining us today has been Robert Morales. And uh, make sure and check him out and Carlos Capara. Next week, we'll have more individuals that have worked to transform their lives and are working to transform the lives of others. See you next week. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show, can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show.